Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Indeed, it is Bo Snurdly. James Golden here with you. 177 WABC. This is the uh, part of our introduction where I would normally give the telephone numbers. And our telephones, our main lines, are being serviced. So we have a temporary telephone number for you today. And hopefully it's just for today. If you want to be part of the program, write this down today. And today only. Well, who knows? Maybe tomorrow. 833. 833- Nine six nine four 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 seven eight thirty three nine six nine. It's easy to remember sixty nine, right? Uh, nine six nine forty four forty seven, and that's how you reach us today. Now, of course, the big story today. Oh, what was Joe? He forgot again. If you heard Rudy, you heard Rudy just having all Mayor Rudolph Giuliani. You heard Mayor Rudy having so much, how shall we say, delight in certain aspects of this story of the classified documents that were uncovered in one of Joe Biden's uh, former offices in Washington, D.C. think tank. Classified documents at a think tank in a closet somewhere. And so, of course, in American Wire News this morning, the headline, Trump leads outrage after discovery Biden kept classified documents. When is the FBI going to raid the White House? Of course, we're not expecting much from the Justice Department on this. Not at all. I was talking with a friend of mine that worked at a major network, and he told me, This one was discovered, believe it or not, this story was originated out of the CBS News shop. First ones that had it, of course, New York Times did a big piece on it. And may I ask what many of you expect? Do you expect anything to happen here as a result of classified documents being found and a former think tank, at a a think tank, the former vice president of the United States, Joe Biden once had offices at. I would say, yeah, don't hold your breath for anything to happen here. After all, it's not Donald Trump and this insane hatred, this media explosion of stories, everything is terrible. Only these days seems to happen if Trump is involved. The U.S. attorney is apparently, Merrick Garland has assigned a U.S. attorney in Chicago to review the documents. Found at the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement in Washington. 
two sources said this to CBS News, roughly 10 documents are from President Biden's uh, vice presidential office at the center. CBS News has learned that the FBI is also involved in the United States Attorney's inquiry. That is laughable, given what we know are the shifting priorities of the FBI. When Trump was in office, the FBI was weaponized against him. Now, the shifting priorities is that they are the protectors of Joe Biden and of the Biden administration and of Hunter Biden, by extension. There are many other things to talk about. You know, when you were out um, uh, uh, at the airport having all kind of plane problems, the Southwest meltdown and all of that, if you're still waiting for your bags from your Christmas travel or you're still smarting over sitting around in airports wondering why it is that your commercial airliner the commercial airline that you've chosen has left you hanging in some way. This story's for you. The Secretary of Transportation in America, Pete Buttigieg, I, this is, Pete Buttigieg took a government jet to New York City Scott, why do you think that Pete Buttigieg would want to take a government jet into New York City? Oh, usually when they're flying the uh, the PJs, they're doing something to combat climate change. No. No? Well, it's better than that. He did a radio interview. He had to do a radio interview. <laughs> he had to use the jet to get to the uh, He had the to get, He used a government jet to get to and from to do a radio interview. Was it public radio at least? It was the Breakfast Club. Oh my God. <laughs> so my taxpayer money is now so now Charlemagne the God. Yes. Pete Buttigieg takes government planes. Well, he did something else, to, I guess, to try to justify it. He also met with the ACLU for a little while, but he took a government jet. From Washington to Washington, D.C. To do a radio interview. A 40-minute segment. Well, no, he had a 40-minute meeting with the ACLU. With Deborah Archer, who's the president of the American Civil Liberties Union. He had a 20-minute meeting with the Department of Transportation employees. 20 minutes. I guess I'm in town, so let me stop by and say hello, do a meet and greet. And then he spent nearly an hour on the breakfast club and then got his private government plane and jetted out of here back to D.C. This is how your money is being spent on American royalty. And every time you look, it's either Pete or husband Chase lecturing somebody about something that they did. American Airlines charges government officials, get this, $48 
$48 to travel between they get the government rate. Now, they try to make nice. They say that if you can believe this, that the cost of Peter Buttigieg's private jet to New York only costs $228 for the seat. That's all. Anybody believes that, I got a bridge. But according to the Energy Information Administration, the, the amount of fuel, over $1,000 worth of fuel. And I bet you it's well over that, given how expensive fuel is. His predecessor, his predecessor, Elaine Chow, who is married to Mitch McConnell, was criticized that she used, because she used private jet planes on seven different occasions, a little under 100 grand. Before her, Health and Human Services Secretary Tom Price was forced to resign. This guy spent over a million bucks on government jets. But here's old Pete Buttigieg. I got to do a radio interview in New York. No, I can't Zoom. No, I can't Skype. No, I can't Google Meet with them. I got to fly to New York to do a radio interview. I'll tell you. Uh, Trump, Donald Trump also announced the death, by the way, of Anitha... Lynette Hardaway, better known as Diamond from Diamond and Silk. She passed away Monday. Former President Donald Trump announced her death. Said it's really bad news for Republicans and frankly all Americans. Our beautiful Diamond of Diamond and Silk just passed away at her home in the state she loved so much, North Carolina. Silk was with her all the way and at her passing. Trump said there was no better team anywhere or at any time. Her death was totally unexpected. Probably her big and precious heart just plain gave out, the president said. Bed Bath & Beyond is having some problems. More layoffs coming. They burned through $300 million worth of cash in the last quarter. Lowing, growing, I wonder if they're going to survive. I wonder what you all think of what happened in Brazil. As predicted, a lot of Democrats are blaming the Trump, the Trump, the Donald, for what happened in Brazil, even though as they like to say, without a shred of evidence. With no evidence, they are blaming Donald Trump for the quote-unquote insurrection in Brazil. And if you're still amazed and you still want to know, yes, Joe Biden, after being so critical of Donald Trump for having classified documents at Mar-a-Lago, has been found to have his own set of classified document at a think tank that he held offices in in Washington. 
So far, Joe Biden has not criticized himself. Later in the show, we are going to hear from Andy Biggs. And if you would like to, we we probably won't have enough time to take any calls for Andy Biggs. But if you would like to even leave a message for Andy Biggs, you can call us. Today, we have a temporary number, folks. Again, the number to get through to us today, our our regular phone lines being serviced. If you would like to have a temporary number to call us, it is 833-969-4447. And if you'd like to leave your message for Andy Big, you can certainly call in and delivered. He'll be joining us late in the show. They're still voting in Congress. As you may know, the first thing that they voted on was to get rid of those 87,000 IRS agents. I don't know where your plane is, Rhonda. I'm trying to find out where my plane is, too. I mean, do a radio interview. I'd like to get a private plane to fly to my own radio interview somewhere. Oh, but that's our leaders. They don't live like you and I. They are in a different class than us. James Golden, a.k.a. Sterling, we're coming back. Don't go away. Back right after. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Rush. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. It is our Tuesday edition of the Rush Hour. Maxi. Priest. Brings us back. Representative Dan Crenshaw, Republican from Texas, was in the running to become the chairman of the Homeland Security Committee. He really did his job to put his, um, how shall we say, face squarely in an orifice of the new House Speaker during the past week. This is the guy that called those who were Wishing to vote for someone else. Terrorist. Terrorist. For actually opposing the coronation of Kevin McCarthy. Well, he didn't get it. Representative Mike Green of Tennessee was tapped by the House Steering Committee to be the chairman of the Homeland Security Committee. And I want to, you know, these jobs, it's like, who's going to ever remember? Oh, who's the chairman of the committee? Who knows? Most people say, who knows? I didn't even know there was a committee. 
But for those who are in the political world, the political junkies, Crenshaw did not get rewarded for his... And by the way, he's tried to walk it back. He says, oh, I didn't really mean it. How do you call people a terrorist and then say, I didn't really mean it? Oh, yeah, I called you a terrorist, but never mind. I didn't mean it. I was just, I was just messing with you. I was just joshing. This next little ditty ought to actually send chills. But it won't, at least for some people. BizPackReviewToday.com Headline, any messaging you want, Facebook asks Biden administration for talking points after FDA vaccine blood clots warning. Facebook requested talking points from the Biden administration to quote-unquote get ahead of the possibility that people might be less likely to get a COVID-19 vaccination after evidence emerged that the J&J single dose might cause life-threatening blood clots in some rare cases. That according to emails obtained by the New Civil Liberties Alliance. Now I want you to understand something, because this is the part that is really distressing, disturbing to me. A Facebook staffer whose name has been redacted We don't know who this person is. Name is being held secret. Discussed ways to potentially modify Facebook's algorithms or to provide context to posts from the White House approved sources with White House Director of Digital Strategy, Rob Flattery, according to the emails. One of those emails said, regarding the J&J news, We're keen to amplify any messaging you want us to protect about what this means for people. It obviously has the risk of exacerbating vaccine hesitancy. So we're keen, we're keen to get ahead of the knock on effect. Don't hesitate to tell me or via your teams how we can help you provide clarity and reassurance via Facebook. So here is a person, not a doctor, apparently, who may not, probably not, highly unlikely that the person would be a doctor. We don't even know whether this person has any medical training whatsoever. And yet this person from Facebook is walking to the White House Again, the White House Director of Digital Strategy, not a doctor, not anyone that we know of that has any medical background. We're talking about a communications person at the White House to a Facebook staffer on how to tailor make the news so that people would still feel okay about getting a shot getting the jab when it was shown that the jab in some cases was producing blood clots that could be life-threatening. Let that sink in for a moment. You have these non-medical people 
using social media, both the White House and Facebook, to try to shape your thinking with the express purposes of not giving people any doubts about getting a jab that could be life-threatening. And yet, there is no call for an investigation of Facebook on this. There is no call for information uh, 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 for a hearing in Congress yet about why White House communication directors and staffers from a social media company are making medical policy to influence what American citizens can do or should do when it comes to taking a jab that could cost them their lives in rare cases. There is so much wrong with this, my friends. There is so much wrong with this story. And yet, I don't know whether anyone from the White House and whether anyone from Facebook will ever be held accountable. These people are toying with your health or were toying with your health in one of the worst pandemics in human history. And yet, yet, no hearings. We need to know who this person is. And this person, the White House Director of Digital Strategy, Rob Flattery, needs to be called before Congress and called before America and asked to explain what gives them the right to push you into trying to take a vaccine that has risk associated with it. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley. Again, our temporary number today, 833 969-4447. Coming back. Your call's coming up. Andy Biggs coming up. We're going to try to get to some calls in the next segment because we've got Andy Big coming up. Andy Biggs coming up. Representative Andy Biggs. Later in the show. Remember, Cats at Night follows this show. Keep it here on WABC all day. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Sir Paul brings us back on WABC Talk Radio 77. Silly love songs. This is one of my favorite Paul McCartney's, and I have so many. As do you. That's a voice that you grew up with. Some people wanna feel the world. Just like you grew up with WABC, and we are still here, ladies and gentlemen. Music radio on the weekends with Cousin Brucey. Talk radio here during the week. Speaking of love, you got to love your car. Hey, Scott, you 
you spotted a story. I'm like, yeah, hidden away. This is from uh, Motorious and U.S. Representative Bob Barr. She wrote a really good article about this. Uh, Hidden away in one of the uh, many bills that uh, were getting cleared off of Biden's desk at the end of the year was the uh, bill to uh, the measure to install vehicle kill switches in every new car, truck, and SUV sold in the in the country. Uh, The regulation likely won't be enforced for five years, so maybe there's time to do something about this. Um, let's see what the specifics, which are not very specific as usual, the uh, vehicle must passively monitor the performance of a driver of a motor vehicle to accurately identify whether that driver may be impaired. Then there's also the possibility the kill switch might end up measuring your driving is impaired. And when you start the car up again to leave whatever you were doing, the engine won't turn on and it's open. The quote safety system, they're calling the kill switch a safety system. It would be open. In other words, there would be a back door which would allow police or other government authorities to access it whenever or hackers or, you know, I'm assuming they think that this will end high speed car chases at some point. But yeah, so it sounds like. You don't get to decide when your car runs any longer. That is amazing. Your government at work. Let's head to the telephones. Uh, let's start with Ann in Staten Island. And welcome you on WABC. It's uh, Bo Snirley's Rush Hour here with you. How are you doing, Ann? Well, I'm 100% better now that you're back. I just Thank don't you. want you taking any warm vacations anymore. <laughs> okay. But other okay. than that, every time you talk about uh, vaccines, my ears perk up because I so agree with you. <laughs> now, what's interesting, and I don't know how this ever got on Facebook, but somebody recommended a film to me to watch. And I really, it, it's phenomenal. They had that on Facebook, on, on a Facebook page. And, you know, just a suggestion, which I'm shocked it went through. But I had to go to Rumble to actually see the film. It's called Suddenly De- Die. Did you ever hear of it? Oh, yes, I did. And and thank you for the call. Suddenly, these sudden deaths are all over the place. There was another story that was on social media today about another young person that just, quote, unquote, suddenly died. And these suddenly died cases are popping up here. They're popping up there. They're popping up everywhere. You're alive one minute and then... You suddenly die, and we don't know why. Interesting. Okay, look. Yeah, time's running out. I got to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Hopefully, there'll be more time for more calls, but we are also expecting Representative Andy Biggs to be with us, so keep it right here on WABC. Coming right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Rush. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. Hoping that your presence is indeed very pleasant. Seal brings us back. Ladies and gentlemen, we are so pleased to have with us Congressman Andy Biggs. Andy, how are you, Congressman? How are you this afternoon? 
Very good, James. Thank you so much for having me. We are delighted to have you. It grew from five members. By the end of it all, the, it had grown up to 20. Of course, hostility from the mainstream press. Of course, hostility from even outraged members of the uh, Congress. The Taliban 20 uh, terrorist, Dan Crenshaw, called terrorists. Those are just among the names. But you made a promise to this audience, you made a promise to America that you were going to hold fast and you held fast. I have a question that comes from an audience member to you. Congressman, they want to know, is Mr. Biggs happy with the concessions they got from Kevin McCarthy? And the second part of that question, how confident are you that the deal that was made will be honored? So I'm, you know, James, I'm always, uh, let's just say I'm happy. Okay, I'm moderately happy. Um, you know, it was good. It was not as perfect as I'd like, but I think it, it, there's a lot of positives to take, and I'm not going to dwell on the negatives just yet. There's a lot of positives to take away. Um, everything from the appropriations process and setting baselines for that, opening up the floor for members to actually participate, um, having rules that put in place that actually should constrain and prevent some of these massive uh, bloated omnibus bills that we have seen. Uh, you know, I think some of those things, giving us time to read the bills, all of those are incredibly positive. I think those should be the baselines. Uh, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm mostly happy. I'm mostly happy. I mean, you know, I'm like, I'm like Nick Saban. Uh, you know, I wanted a perfect game. We didn't get a perfect game. We got a, a good game. So it's good. Uh, the the next thing I would say is, um, uh, is how confident am I right now? Um, everybody seems to be um, ready to move forward. Um, when I talked to people last week about the, the, these rules, even on the, the most liberal side of our conference, um, the, the people I talked to, I didn't talk to everybody, I talked to a few, they told me they actually liked all of the rules that uh, we were promulgating. So I think I, there's no reason not to be optimistic at this point. Um, and, and I'm, you know, you take the old Reagan deal, James, you trust but verify. Now, let me just say something. I'm proud of you. I am proud of you. And you know what? You said in the beginning you did not want Kevin McCarthy to be the House Speaker. And let me tell you why I think you succeeded. The Kevin McCarthy that was running for the House is not the Kevin McCarthy that assumed the Speakership. For the past decades, the House has been run with, an, with a Speaker that had imperial power over the House. They decided the whole agenda. They decided uh, who they were going to appoint, where, and that was it. The speaker was the boss. Nobody else could even offer amendments to bills. It was as if there were three people in charge of the government, the president of the United States, the Senate majority leader, and the House and the speaker of the House. What you accomplished was that we got a different Kevin McCarthy as speaker than the one who ran. Now the House will be open. Look, if I were a Democrat, I would be happy too. Now normally that's not something that would make conservatives happy, but I would be happy because of this. What we got is a Congress that is closer to the ideals that our founders set forth. And what you put in motion 
what you, sir, put in motion was a reminder that the United States is supposed to have a government by the people and for the people where the people's representatives have a voice in that government. And I think you should be proud of what you did. I am proud of you. Uh, that is very kind. Uh, you're too kind. And I would just tell you, it, it certainly was not, it could not have happened without those other 20 people. I mean, they were, they were involved, they were engaged, they were committed, they were, they were there, they were, you know, working at it, and uh, they took uh, some of the heat, the abuse that was heaped upon us, the threats. Yeah, I, I, you should hear some of the, the, uh, the uh, voicemails I got from, uh, from the, some of the cartel members. But, but the point is, <laughs> it, was a, it was a team effort, James, that's for sure. And, and uh, uh, you know, I loved, I loved my team. Well, I'll tell you what, what should people now expect for the, from the House? What should we, one of the things that I thought was most interesting as this was proceeding the Hill ran a story about the second or third day that, oh, no, this little group of troublemakers, and I'm paraphrasing, this group of troublemakers in the House has now set the stage for there to be problems with the debt ceiling. If they, the, and, and in other words, the debt ceiling is not going to be rubber stamped if these same people act out when it's time for that to happen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's 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 going to be a great opportunity for us to to debate and work this through and see if we can start becoming more fiscally responsible. Isn't that isn't that what Republicans run on? That's what, of course, that's what we run on. You, the reason that we've gone in the last ten fifteen years from eleven trillion dollars in national debt to thirty two plus trillion dollars in national debt is because we have failed to to put in in process um you know something that allows all members to kind of weigh in and what this will do is if you want to spend money instead of just increasing our debt limit and maximizing our credit card yet again how about if we try to reduce spending in various places so we can make ends meet how about that and i think that there's there's there is going to be i hope there's going to be the will in our conference to uh, to do that and and I think a lot of people um, talk that game and they're ready to walk that game I hope any regrets yeah, um, uh, yeah there there's 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 some strategic regrets in there obviously and then of course you know uh, sometimes passions uh, come on and we and we say things a little unnecessarily so and uh, those are my own, those are my regrets. But I'm I uh, look on on the single subject rule. I wish we'd had better link a little bit better language in there, <laughs> James. Uh, but but you know by and large, I'm not choosing to look back with regret. I'm looking forward and saying let's be ready. And and if we need to make corrections, let's make corrections along the way. But let's go forward and 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 give everybody a fair shot. I, mean, I think you're right when you said this. It's a different Kevin McCarthy that's there, um, and uh, this is his chance to really show that he is a uh, uh, converted, changed man and and ready to lead us uh, lead us strongly. And I hope that's the case. What are your fellow congressmen and women saying to you now, now that we have passed this point, now that we do have a speaker, now that the House of Representatives is busy uh, actually doing the legislative business that they were elected to do? 
Uh, what do you think? I'm, I guess I'm asking about the healing from those people that were bitter over the fact that how dare anyone object to a rubber stamp coronation. Have feelings subsided now in the Congress? What is it like working with members of Congress who were opposed to this? You know, uh, so far it's been great. Um, I've I've talked to a lot of people. Uh, just we just had a vote. I just walked off the f- uh, floor to come talk to you, James, and after a vote, and that's when we tend to talk mostly. And I think people are are really uh, uh, committed to to make this thing work. I said it in my floor speech last week. You know, this people may feel this is ugly, but it's just hard because we're trying. We're doing something different. We're doing something different than we have done, and I think that's a good thing. Um, but but we're all united, mostly. Uh, we, we agree on 95% of things, including, you know, both ends of the conference. And so uh, once we get past this, I think – I think we'll be fine. You know, so far uh, it's been it's been fine. I think people have said, look, you know, I kind of got out of uh, I was a little bit rough last week, whatever. But, uh, you know, I think things are going to work out. Wonderful. Congressman Andy Biggs, I think your nation owes you a debt of gratitude and the other 19 that stood so firm and demanded that things change. We got change. It's not easy. And change is incremental. I'm sure you wanted more. I'm sure we all want more. And I'm sure after this Congress is over, we're going to want more. But what we don't have is the status quo that we had. And that is thanks to you and thanks to the other 19 who stood with you to demand that things in the People's House, the House of Representatives, change. Thank you, sir, for being with us today. James, thank you so much. Good talking to you. Good speaking with you. James Golden, Boats Nerdly here with you. We have time for one or two calls before we get out of here. Thank you for waiting. Tom in Brooklyn. Welcome. Thank you for holding, Tom. Oh, good afternoon, Bo. You are a, a gentleman and a scholar, and I appreciate everything that you're saying. The current administration uh, created a, a champions committee to, uh, to demonize the, the top-secret confidential documents found at Mar-a-Lago. And uh, the vitriol demonizing that uh, was exacerbated to hurt Trump, you know? And um, they're so afraid of, of a more honest, not saying that Trump is the most honest president. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is they're more afraid of the, the, present, uh, demonst- uh, the present administration. is more afraid of an honest uh, administration because it's going to, it's going to hurt their dealings. Uh, it's going to take their, it's going to take their pork away when they go to legislation. And um, Trump wanted to benefit um, from legislation, and, and it's supposed to be a fiscal responsibility. And he was trying. You know, at the times he didn't in the beginning. You know, I know he had some problems with these COVID thing, and he had to spend a lot of money, and he had to make concessions, but. There is no fiscal responsibility. There, there is, is absolutely zero. Look, when we have a $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill and money is going to create wax museums in Baltimore, <laughs> for instance, a wax museum in an area where you have failing schools, an area overrun by crime, a city, an area that needs uh, dramatic rehabilitation. And instead, money's going yeah. to a wax museum. When you have money going to a Michelle Obama trail, when you have all kind of money being spent on Democrat gimmies, 
That is just uh, and, and by the way, the covid money that was spent that you mentioned right now, NPR did NPR of all people. They did a massive investigation about the Paycheck Protection Program. And you know what they found? Most of the money that's supposed to be paid back isn't being paid back. Ooh, what a surprise. So absolutely, we need to be focused on fiscal responsibility. Time is up for me. We will be back tomorrow with Boston Early's Rush Hour. Thank you for being with us, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate it. Hope we'll see you tomorrow and also on Saturday at 7 a.m. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your families. I really appreciate you being here. Hope you're here tomorrow. See you then. Bye. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.